Welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. I'm your host, David Valliere. And uh, today we have college on our mind. Uh, was just sharing offline with with Sarah Zvikin, who is going to join us today about our kids and how we have one in college and one on the way and a couple more thinking about it not too far down the road. So I wanted to have that conversation with Sarah today and and let you join in on the conversation. So with that, Sarah, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. I, I'm so excited for this for school this year. <laughs> Both my boys are in full-time elementary school. Super excited. Congratulations. Purely unselfish, yay for expanding your brains and making new friends kind of way, right? (laughs) (laughs) But maybe a little bit excited for me too. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. And you've had some big changes before we get into the topic of the day. You've, You've made some moves with your family. Maybe fill our listeners in on that. Oh, yes. Moved to uh, the Coeur d'Alene area in Idaho. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, we're real excited to be here and, uh, yeah, the, getting the kids in school. <laughs> That's exciting. That's exciting. It's a beautiful area, so we're excited for you guys. So, listen, as I mentioned kind of on the intro here, is a, da- a dad with one daughter in college, one who is in her senior year of high school and doing college visits and and several other that are a couple of years away. Education costs are top of my mind. I wanted to talk with you a little bit and just get some thoughts, uh, what you're seeing, and then maybe let's talk through some planning strategies around college planning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about- Yeah. Let's just start there. What are you seeing college cost-wise? How's that looking from your perspective? I can certainly add (laughs) my ground floor perspective, but I'd love to hear it from your, your side. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about what college costs will be when my kids get there makes my head spin. So (laughs) it's a reality. College costs are increasing. And according to CNBC, a college education is now the second largest expense that an individual is going to make in a lifetime right after purchasing a home. So with the college costs on a rise, more families know they have to have a plan to pay for college than ever before. Sally May reports on how America pays for college overall. Scholarships and grants cover 25% of college costs, where borrowed money, including student loans, cover 20% of college costs. Of the 44% of families who didn't use scholarships, 74% didn't apply. In addition, of the families that didn't apply, 44% believe they wouldn't qualify and 34% say they missed the deadline, found the application too complicated, or just didn't even have time. So um, you insinuated what's driving these costs up. Yeah. Okay. So you might find this interesting. Ibis World's research on government funding for universities shows that just over 40% of public universities funding comes from federal and state governments. And Forbes says that the amount that state and local governments gives to college fluctuates depending on market conditions and tax revenues. So in times like today, when public colleges have less state and local funding, they pass those increases on to students through tuition. 
Mm-hmm. Another contributor to, contributor to rising costs are due to the fact that colleges are not in, able to institute ways to increase production like manufacturing, unfortunately, without sacrificing quality. Not to mention hiring quality professionals continues to cost more than it has in the past. Wow, a lot to process there. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's really interesting. As I'm just listening to you, there seems to be a lot of grants and scholarship opportunities that really sit on the sidelines. And, and maybe at the tail end of this conversation, I want to come back to some of that and help think through how some of our listeners might access some of that or at least have a plan for it. But before we go into that, talk to me high level. How can we, from your perspective, begin to plan for these costs? How can, right. How can families take the reins back yeah, and right. plan for the cost of college? Yeah, this is, this is a really important consideration with all kinds of areas of examination. Firstly, like a home, what you and your student, you, you need to determine what you and your student can afford. Okay, so it's it's worthwhile discussing things like what starting salary might look like in your student's area of interest. Okay, so it's important to take time to discuss these things with your kids. And when parents ta- teach their kids about money, it builds on the family foundation of financial values through communication and transparency. It also will help show your kids a pathway to financial independence. You know, I I love what you just said there about, you know, a lot of times in coaching or with any any plan, we talk about let's begin with the end in mind. And I love what you said there about, all right, well, let's talk about here's the career you're considering to study for. What does that actually look like? Yes. Yes. Great point there. Great point there. So, Sarah, so um, just kind of taking what you said there in terms of like beginning with the end in mind. If parents are talking about their kids, what was the career you're looking for? How might we work backwards towards that in terms of determining the the proper education and what we can afford? What are some other things parents can do? You know, we're big in in my family about kind of getting our kids to have skin in the game. Give me some thoughts around that from a planning perspective and what your thoughts are there. Absolutely. There's such great value in allowing kids to be a part of the work that goes into paying for college. Don't you value things more when you choose to pay for them than those you get for free? After all, if you're paying for a large portion as their parent, you've been working hard for every dollar that's going into those bills. (laughs) Should you, as their parent, be the only one who understands the weight of that education? Well, this this boils down to family values, of course. But um, sure. you know how, as a college athlete who was granted a scholarship through my college career, I can personally attest to the value in not only keeping busy in college, staying out of trouble, but knowing that my hard work was paying for my schooling. It was and continues to be incredibly rewarding to me as an individual because I will never forget what that hard work felt like, you know, 5 a.m. practice, uh, multiple practices a day. It, it set a standard for my work ethic, not only in my career, but in all areas of my life. And athletic scholarships are not the only way for kids to work through college. There are federal work study programs, which provide part-time jobs for undergraduate and graduate students with financial need. 
Uh, the students work to pay for their educational costs, but they can't earn more than their federal work-study award. These programs also help kids get a foot in the door with valuable experience in their field before they leave school. You know, I love what you just said there in terms of the buy-in factor, right? Yeah. And it, that does come down to personal family values and everybody has a different game plan for their family. But I think we would all relate to anytime somebody has buy-in, even if it's minimal buy-in, they're going to be far more dedicated to whatever that task is. Let's just transition just slightly and, and talk about financial aid and loans. I know you mentioned that that, that was about 20% of what most people are, are leveraging to um, help pay for college as a piece of the formula, right? Um, yeah. Talk to me about that. Help our listeners kind of get your worldview there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is obviously the heavy one, right? Firstly, you might find that you qualify more for more financial aid than you expect. So it's always worth checking into FAFSA to see what you may be eligible for. In the case that you're unable to qualify for non for, for needs-based college aid, this may be a good time to reduce your investment gains by gifting stock to your kiddo when he or she is in college. This would result in some additional planning steps that you can discuss with your financial professionals and tax advisors, like not claiming your student as a dependent and leaving the tax credit for them to claim. Um, but depending on your personal situation, it could potentially work out to be a winning planning strategy for you and your long-term plan. And this emphasizes the philosophy that effective college planning is actually good retirement planning. Yeah, so let's go back into that uh, because not everybody is familiar with gifting stock. And just briefly, if you would, please walk me through why that would be a strategy. And you and I are on, on the front lines of this, right? So we know what it means to have appreciated stock. It, just quickly walk me through that for the benefit of our listeners. So when, when you gift stock to your children, you are no longer paying at your tax bracket. Your student would then be paying at their tax bracket. But if they're using it for college expenses, it's not going to look the same as if you're paying the taxes on it. And again, I'm going to defer to tax advisors on specifics as far as what the tax liability would be. But it is to your advantage to, to utilize your student's um, tax bracket rather than your own. Yeah. And, that, and kind of almost a way to provide financial aid through the growth of your own stock. If you've got a stock that has grown over time, if you were to sell that, you would have to pay that tax. But if you gift it to your child, they would pay far less tax and be able to reap more of the benefits. That's a great strategy. Yeah. Talk to yeah. me about loans. Ooh, okay. So federal loans are try to avoid private loans because interest rates are usually higher and based on credit score. Also, private loans cannot be forgiven and have less repayment and less flexible repayment options. Sally May reported of those who used federal loans, 44% of their loan, 44% expect their loan to be forgiven. So you're not going to want to limit your ability for loan forgiveness, but beware that depending on your state and the current administration, borrowers may be taxed for loan cancellation. Okay, so um, it's also important to understand that with non-needs-based, unsubsidized loans, 
repayment does begin immediately. You can defer the loan interest payments until six months after graduation, but interest still accrues. Sally Mae reports tells us more families are paying ahead with 50, 56% making student loan payments while in school. This is really a smart way to do it, okay? Because with interest that you would be accruing, it's best not to pay off, to, to put off paying for these loans until graduation. So in that scenario, they're paying down principal before it's due. So they have less interest payments on the end. Is that correct? So they, the, the interest is accruing the entire schooling. Mm -hmm. So while paying it off there, there it's accruing on a lower balance is what you're saying. Exactly. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So I'm a guy with one daughter in, in school. I've got, I mentioned, I've got four teenagers and, and I've got one more you know, rounding the corner to college, how should I be planning differently for the different age groups, right? You mentioned you have younger children. I have, my children are, are knocking on the door of college or already in college. How do we govern that? How do we plan differently for different age groups? So this is a great time to get your education plan in order, um, especially for your youngest one. With compound interest, the best way to keep up with the rising cost of education is to pay in today's dollars, just as you do into your retirement accounts. Um, our team can help incorporate a 529 plan, which is a tax advantage savings plan designed for saving for college, for college costs or for education costs, not just college, but it's best to use it for college. Um, it's a great time to think about what goals and objectives you have for your family towards your kids' future education needs. You know, not everybody wants to pay for their kids' full education. You know, maybe they just want to do a portion. Um, maybe they want the skin in the game thing. Uh, so this is a really important time to examine those goals. What, what can you actually afford? Um, and how this would affect your long-term financial plan. You want to create a design that's going to work best for your family. Okay, and make sure everybody achieves success. You don't want to completely sacrifice your retirement goals to push your kids through college. So, and thank you for that. So we've we've kind of talked through some traditional methodologies. Let's think outside the box with our listeners a little bit here. Any tips or tricks? I know that I've I've worked with clients in the past and and really getting on the front lines of this with them. Maybe share a few tips or tricks for navigating this expensive event in their life in, in, in a more cost-efficient manner. Yeah, you know, paying for large expenses like college is more than just writing the bill that's due. It's important that you continue to meet your goals and objectives for the duration of your financial plan. You know, making sure you continue to have that success throughout the entire thing. You might not be completely sure of what your expenses might look like in five years when your kids are going to college or how much education costs will grow to by then. These are, these are uh, ways that our team is, is very, very proficient at determining. Um, but you might also need some creative thinking, like starting off at a more affordable community college, then transferring to a university to complete the degree. Perhaps your family might consider uh, general education classes at an affiliated junior college or some high, some high school 
offer programs for dual enrollment or other scholarships and discount programs. But at the end of the day, we're always happy to be of service in navigating your circumstances to help you build a successful plan for you and your family. Yeah, I love that. I I think that so many of us are so busy in you know building our business or focusing on the next phase of our lives that college planning can often be overlooked at looking for kind of the most efficient way and the best way to build a plan for that expense for that particular situation for that particular family. So really good point. It's still worth diving into with your planner. Um, Sarah, if listeners want to get a hold of us, get a hold of you, want to talk about financial planning or college planning, what's the best way to get a hold of you or the team? Okay. So you can email us at hello at synergycapitalsolutions.com or find us on the web at www.synergycapitalsolutions.com. Wonderful. Sarah, thanks for joining us today. We've loved the conversation. And for listeners, if this is helpful in any way, uh, please subscribe and share. And uh, as always, I'm your host, David Vallier, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.